We're about to read Numbers 26, and this is a long chapter. It's um, about three times longer than the last few chapters we've been on. So hang in with me. And it's also the second census of Israel. So it's full of numbers, full of names. <laughs> Might be a little dull, but uh, it's, even this has got life in it. And I'll, I'll get to that at the end. After the plague, Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saying, Take a census of all the congregation of the children of Israel from 20 years old and up by their father's houses, all who were able to go out to war in Israel. Moses and Eliezer the priests spoke with them in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Take a census from 20 years old and up as Yahweh commanded Moses and the children of Israel. Those who came, sorry, these are those who came out of the land of Egypt. Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, the sons of Reuben, of Hanok, the family of the Hanukites, of Palu, the family of the Paluites, of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Kami, the family of the Carmites. These are the families of the Reubenites, and those who were counted of them were 43,730. The sons of Palu, Eliab, the sons of Eliab, Nemuel, Dathan, and Abiram. These are that Dathan and Abiram who were called by the congregation who rebelled against Moses and against Aaron in the company of Korah when they rebelled against Yahweh. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah when that company died. At the time, the fire devoured 250 men and they became a sign. Notwithstanding, the sons of Korah didn't die. The sons of Simeon, after their families, of Nemuel, the family of the Nemuelites, of Jamin, the family of the Jaminites, of Jachin, the family of the Jachinites, of Zerah, the family of the Zerahites, of Shaul, the family of the Shaulites. These are the families of the Simeonites, 200, 22,000, sorry, 200. The sons of Gad, after their families, of Zephon, the family of the Zephonites, of Haggi, the family of the Haggites, of Shuni, the family of the Shunites, of Osni, the family of the Osnites, of Eri, the family of the Erites, of Arad, the family of the Aradites, of Areli, the family of the Aralites. These are the families of the sons of Gad, according to those who are counted of them, 40,500. The sons of Judah, Ur and Onan, Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Judah after their families were of Shelah, the family of the Shelahites, of Perez, the family of the Perizzites, of Zerah, the family of the Zerahites. The sons of Perez were of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Hamuel, the family of the Hamulites. These are the families of Judah, according to those who were counted of them, 76,000. 500. The sons of Issachar after their families. The sons of Issachar, Tola, the family of the Tolaites, of Puva, the family of the Punites, of Jashub, the family of the Jashubites, of Shimron, the family of the Shimronites. These are the families of Issachar according to those who were counted of them, 64,300. The sons of Zebulun after their families, of Sered, the family of the Seredites, of Elon, the family of the Elonites, of Jahil, 
the family of the, the Jahlilites. These are the families of the Zebulonites, according to those who were counted of them, 60,500. The sons of Joseph, after their families, Manasseh and Ephraim. The sons of Manasseh, of Machia, the family of the Makerites, and Machia became the father of Gilead, of Gilead, the family of the Gileadites. These are the sons of Gilead, of Eazer, the family of the Azerites, of Helek, the family of the Helekites, of Azrael, the family of the Azraelites, and Shechem, the family of the Shechemites, and Shemida, the family of the Shemidaites, and Hepha, the family of the Hepharites. Zelophedad, the son of Hepha, had no sons but daughters, and the names of the daughters of Zelophehad were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Terzah. These are the families of Manasseh. Those who were counted of them were 52,700. These are the sons of Ephraim after their families, of the Shuthala, the family of the Shuthalites, of Beka, the family of the Bekarites, of Tahan, the family of the Tahanites. These are the sons of Shuthala, of Eran, the family of the Eranites. These are the families of the sons of Ephraim, according to those who were counted of them, 32,500. These are the sons of Joseph after their families. The sons of Benjamin after their families, of Bela, the family of the Belaites, of Ashbel, the family of the Ashbelites, of Ahiram, the family of the Ahiramites, of Shephufam, the family of the Shephufamites, of Hufam, the family of the Hufamites. The sons of Bela were Ard and Naaman, the family of the Ardites, and of Naaman, the family of the Naamites. These are the sons of Benjamin and their families, and those who were counted of them were 45,600. These are the sons of Dan, after their families, of Shuham, the family of the Shuhamites. These are the families of Dan after their families. All the families of the Shuhamites, according to those who were counted of them, were 64,400. The sons of Asher, after their families, of Imna, the family of the Imnites, of Ishvi, the family of the Ishvites, of Beriah, the family of the Berites, of the sons of Beriah, of Heba, the family of the Heberites, of Malkiel, the family of the Malkielites. The name of the daughter of Asher was Sarah. These are the families of the sons of Asher, according to those who were counted of them, 53,400. The sons of Naphtali, after their families, of Jazeel, the family of the Jazeelites, of Guni, the family of the Gunites, of Jazeel, the family of the Jezerites, of Shilem, the family of the Shilamites. These are the families of Naphtali, according to their families, and those who were counted of them were 45,400. These are those who were counted of the children of Israel, 600, 1,730. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, To these the land shall be divided for an inheritance according to the number of names. To the more you shall give the more inheritance, and to the fewer you shall give the less inheritance. To everyone according to those who are counted of him shall his inheritance be given. Notwithstanding, the land shall be divided by lot. According to the names of the tribes of their fathers they shall inherit. According to the lot shall their inheritance be divided between the more and the fewer. 
These are those who were counted of the Levites, after their families of, the, of Gershon, the family of the Gershonites, of Kohath, the family of the Kohathites, of Merari, the family of the Merarites. These are the families of Levi, the family of the Libnites, the family of the Hebronites, the family of the Marlites, the family of the Mushites, and the family of the Korahites. Kohath became the father of Amram. The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. She bore to Amram Aaron and Moses and Miriam, their sister. To Aaron were born Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. Nadab and Abihu died when they offered strange fire before Yahweh. Those who were counted of them were 23,000, every male from a month old and upward. For they were not counted among the children of Israel because there was no inheritance given them among the children of Israel. These are those who were counted by Moses and Eliezer the priest who counted the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. But among these there was not a man of them who were counted by Moses and Aaron the priest who counted the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. For Yahweh had said of them, They shall surely die in the wilderness. There was not a man left of them except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. Thank you for hanging in with me for that very long chapter. So early in the book of Numbers there was a census. This is when they'd first come out of Egypt. They, God counted them to see how many there were so that they could prepare for war. They knew how many fighting men they were. You know the story. They've been in the desert for 40 years and now they're about to go into the promised land and they do a census again. How many men are there ready for war? Well, it all seems a bit boring, but we can now compare. We can compare how many there were 40 years ago and how many there were now. And interestingly, in a normal country, like in a normal time, in a, in a time where there's no wars going on, population should be increasing, um, you know, every, uh, every year by one to two percent, and at least, and uh, you know, in every generation, you might have two parents, but you might have three or four kids. So you've you've got the, you know, 150 to 200 percent population growth every generation. So by by all rights, this is a whole generation that's gone on gone here. There should be, we've got we had 600,000 fighting men 40 years ago. We should have, you know, 800, 900,000 now, but we don't. What we've got is we've actually got a decrease in total of 1,820 people. It's actually gone down by just under 2,000 during this 40 years in the desert. And uh, I think part of that is, is that these people have complained and they've grumbled against God. There's been plagues. Things have happened <laughs> out of the usual that have decreased their, their numbers. But also living in the desert is tough. And the Lord said that this generation will not go into the promised land, not one of them, but your children will. So their lives were cut short. They were, they were not going to survive. I mean, it was a difficult place to survive in the desert, and they didn't. Now the Lord kept them alive day by day by manna, by his miraculous provision, but that whole generation has died out in the desert because they, they lacked faith. And now we have a whole new generation, and the oldest person is not 40. Well, the oldest person may just be 40, 39 and something. So we've got an entire whole new generation of people and they're young, except for Moses and except for Joshua and Caleb.
And of course, Moses isn't going into the promised land. So the only two people going in that are older than, than 40 are Joshua and Caleb. So, but it's also interesting to compare the tribes, tribe by tribe by tribe. And what we note here is that, sorry, five of the tribes decreased in population and seven of the tribes increased. But the overall, overall it was a decrease. One of the tribes, which was the tribe of Simeon, its population of fighting men was down by 37,100 people, 63% down in those 40 years. And we noticed that um, in the, the last chapter where we talked about the plague, where they're at Baal Peor and the Lord was angry with them because they followed after the Midianite women, a great deal, many of those people were from the tribe of Simeon. So that was a plague that had just recently affected them and had really dropped their numbers. We also know that the tribe of Reuben was down and the tribe of Reuben was one of the tribes that participated in, in Korah's rebellion. Dathan and Abiram, you might remember that. And the ground opened up and swallowed 250 of them. Well, they were from the tribe of Reuben. That's another one of the tribes that was down. Of all the tribes, there's one tribe that was up, Manasseh. It was up 20,000 people. So I guess they were just a tribe that followed the Lord, <laughs> did what was right, and had lots of children. So, uh, and of course, the point of counting the census isn't just so that they know how many fighting men they've got, but it's also because they're going to be dividing up the land. And, and God said to Moses, to the tribes with more people is going to be given more land. So, you know, that's interesting because it means that if, if a tribe had done what the Lord had said, then they would have been walking in his blessing. And as a result, they would have had more children and more people. And as a result, they would have had more land. In other words, they would have received more inheritance. But if a tribe like the Simeonites, they rebelled against God, they didn't do things that God wanted, they come under the, the displeasure of the Lord, the tribe ends up getting punished, they shrink, and so the later result is when they go into the promised land, they get a smaller inheritance. So you see how, how uh, fruitful they were in terms of how, what's, what were their hearts like towards the Lord had a direct result in what would their inheritance be when they got into the promised land. In the New Testament, Jesus told some parables and one of the things he said in one of them was to, he who has more will more be given. And I thought, wow, when I was reading this and comparing the tribes, I realized that's exactly what's going on here. The tribes who really put the Lord first, like you know Manasseh and Ephraim and Judah, these were some of the bigger tribes they got bigger inheritances because while they were in the desert, they'd been faithful. And I think the lesson we can learn from this is if you are faithful to the Lord and you want to follow him and please him, then you'll be fruitful. And out of your fruitfulness, you'll get even more. To, to him who has more will more be given. The Lord has an inheritance for his people, but the Lord wants us to be fruitful. And if we're fruitful for him and we're living to please him, we're going to see that we come into a greater inheritance all a while. It's also worth mentioning that the new leader that was going to take over from Moses was Joshua. And Joshua is a picture of Jesus to us. In fact, the name Jesus is the name Joshua in the Hebrew language. And Jesus is the one who leads us into our promised land, the life of our promises, you know, that walking with the Lord, inheriting, overcoming strongholds. And that's what's going to happen here. They're about to go into the promised land led by Joshua who's a picture of Jesus. They're about to go and get their inheritance. 
And so for you and I, we're Christians, we follow the Lord, we follow Jesus, our conqueror, and we're supposed to take our inheritance as well. And we do that by faith, by being fruitful, by following the Lord, by believing him, and by trusting in him. So Lord, I thank you that even a passage as dull as a census can have such messages in it for us. And I pray that you'd help us to be fruitful and to follow the Lord and to come into our inheritance also. In Jesus' name.